instead of like yeah. royalties from mechanical sales and yeah. from uh, you know like BMI and ASCAP that kind yeah. of thing. It's it's confusing to me. I, I really don't know. I don't have a clue. Okay. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. have a clue. Mm -hmm. I don't have a clue. I couldn't figure out the old way. So you know uh -huh. the new. All I knew is that everybody walked around with a long face until the checks got issued. Okay. And the people and the people that they knew who had a hit record, uh, love TKO, Cecil Womack. Love TKO. Okay. He he had such a big check coming that they said he had borrowed on his check allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that when oh the check came, gosh. he still didn't have nothing because he had borrowed on the check when he borrowed <laughs> on his advance. That you is know. something. Oh man. You know, and that's something. Understand that the singer gets paid last. Yes. On the record. Yes. The singer gets paid last. Oh, what man. the singer? The, back in those days, the artist was able to make their money on the road. Yeah. Now they do these twenty these twenty four seven deals, which means they make a chop out of every dime you make, everything you make, absolutely. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Wow. Certain things have certainly changed. If you don't mind, we'd like to have a part two, because this is just uh, scratching the surface of what. Uh, I would, and we can pick up part two when I went on the road with Jerry Butler and Patti LaBelle. <laughs> touring. Touring. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, and you got I wanna, to know musicians. Yes. I want to I wanna talk. Before we finish this particular episode, I want to ask you about two things. Harry Evans and his his being noted for his, his uh, colorful jackets. <laughs> and and the other is, uh, well, I'll think about what that one is. Um before we finish, so tell me, tell me about you and the and the jackets, how that evolved. Because well, I was at, just just as a point of reference, uh -huh. I was at the fraternity convention Alpha Phi Alpha. Yes, the nation's oldest fraternity for college educated African American men. Yeah, and I like the jackets because you know what? That's the that's the stage part of me because you know what? These entertainers. They need a stylist to go get them, make them look like they look, look like a star. Yeah. Because yeah. most of them aren't stars. They aren't the regular people. Yeah. And yeah. you have an eye for those kind of things. See, during our generation, when a star walked on stage, they looked like a star. Mm-hmm. Yes. They don't now. They look like anybody. They look like, they look like a, a roadie, a groupie. Now they look like anybody. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. So if I'm, I'm going to dress, I'm going to represent. Yes. And everybody yes. else was in all black. I said, y'all going to look like my backup singer <laughs> what y'all gonna look like yeah what nope 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 nope, oh, nope. that's man. it right there and that's just the show business coming out the show business coming out in me yes yes yeah uh i'm trying to remember what the other thing was if something that you'd like to include while i'm trying to uh think see i took no notes i was trying to be very well, what i'd like to include is that when you listen to a record now don't just listen to the record think about the person who's singing it Think yes. about the people who played the, the, the musicians. That's Here's what the story. you hit Suppo on. Excuse supposedly, me. Uh -huh. Supposedly, when I talked to my friend, and we still talk, Deborah Henry, and when we talk, and I, one day I'll talk to you about how she became 20 feet from stardom, and that is a real phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the band, supposedly, with all of her ills and problems, when Whitney Houston was at her when she was doing I'll Always Love You in one of those songs. Yes. The studio wanted her to use a studio band for the track for the movie. And she insisted that they use her band. Right. You know why? What? Because the money is different. The money is vastly different. Okay. Oh, it's huge difference. And supposedly, like, whoever her saxophone player was, somebody of note came back and said, she did us a real solid. 
by making us perform on the actual track. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah, because there's a huge difference in the money. <laughs> there are a huge difference. I'll never forget this. When my friend was singing with Patty, they did Patty's first video in New York. In New York at the Wintergreen and one of them big theaters in New York. House full of people. S R O. You know what that stands for? Standing, Standing room only. only. Right. Uh, and tickets were like $30. Can you believe a $30 ticket to see Patti LaBelle and Jerry Butler? Well, when they did the show, everybody had to sign off. All the band had to sign off, you know, for the release of their their, their, their segments. Yeah. When, yeah. when my friend got her check, and this thing is all over the internet, Patti LaBelle live in New York, her check was $90. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because that's just the way it is. That's, that's your cut, wow. $90. $90, sir. You need to learn the business. It's interesting that you just came up with the, the very thing that I was trying to retrieve, what I was trying to think of. You know, the musicians, because there's fabulous musicians, from the violinist to the guitarist to the uh, the bassist, the, the, the rhythm sections. It was a fabulous uh, coming together of musicians. My gosh. Dexter Wansell. Uh -huh. Dexter Wansell. If anybody listens to your show and knows and say, I'm going to say it again, Dexter Wansell. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you one the, thing. And the arrangements? He was... Yeah, Dexter Wansell was the man. He was he was like the Ramsey Lewis at Philly International. Okay. For arrangements and orchestration. Everything. Like, oh, everything. Oh everything. Dexter Wansell. Those Dexter Wansell. He, he, he was way ahead of his time. Yeah. Way, way, way ahead of his time. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. But they did it all and there was a spirit there. There was a spirit okay, there. And yeah, there, feel yeah, there, it, was yeah. yeah. there was a message in the music. Mm -hmm. But also, I learned so much about the business there. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Will you tell me when you want to do part two? I'm good to go. Yeah, Harry Evans, this has been wonderful. It's It has uh, exceeded my expectations. It's been just wonderful, man. It was great to meet you. At, at and listen, and, and, and for the next interview, if you can go find that Jerry Butler album, I'm just thinking about cooling out. And you know who else? Dee Dee Sharp Gamble. <laughs> Miss Dee Dee Sharp Gamble. Oh, really? That, oh. That's how there is a Philly International. Okay. Dee Dee Sharp Gamble. Because when Cameo Parkway Records went out of business, the only thing that Cameo Parkway Records had of any value was the studio on 309 Broad Street. Okay. And in some kind of legal procedure, Dee Dee got that. And her boo was a guy named Kenny Gamble. Oh, uh huh. You got you get, you get the flavor. Her Getting boo flavor. was a guy named Kenny Gamble. There it is, right there. And Kenny Gamble and Dee Dee Sharp Gamble. Uh -huh. And that's what she was known as then. They were the hookup. They were the hookup. Yeah, that was her. That was her company to start out with. Oh man, that's. Funny. I remember we did we one time. We said we put up a thing. Teddy had just gone gold with some record, and we did this "I Love You Teddy" party. And Dion Warwick was Teddy's boo at the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But I'll never forget the I'm at the party. Uh -huh. Dion Warwick's record was a record she had just done called "Track of the Cat." Yes. Track of the Cat, and it's a fabulous album. But the record company didn't want to be behind it. Yeah. They didn't care, so they let it fail. And she was there. I'm just, why is Dion Warwick here? Because everybody there is like Ashford and Simpson, Dee Dee Sharp, Patty, Jones. We brought the Jones girls in from somewhere off the road to um, perform at this thing. Yes. <laughs> yep. Miss yes. Dion Warwick sitting there and Ashford and Simpson sitting right there too. 
Yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, wow. yep, yep. I can go. I can go into it. I, I know you can. <laughs> I know you can. Uh, have you ever thought of writing a book? About I would like to write a book. Yes. But wanting to write it and writing it is two different things. You got it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've written three novels. Well, you so, know what? So. We can sit down and talk sometime. Maybe I need a ghostwriter. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I got some other stuff to tell you that you just won't believe. Okay. Yeah. But All that right. Philly National stuff, that was that was a phenomenon. And what kills me even today to think about it is, I know that um, but Teddy's dead. I know one of McFadden, one of them is dead. Mm-hmm. Billy Paul is dead. Patty's still out here working. Um, Jerry is older, living in Chicago. I don't know if he really works that much now. What about Dexter oneself? Dexter one, unless he just died, he's still alive. All right, all alive. right. I want to talk to him. Maybe should be still be around. Yes, yes. Yeah. Still be. And she was a writer like you ain't never thought it. Cynthia Biggs. Okay. Absolutely. She uh-huh. could put some words on paper. I'll tell you something. I'll never forget somebody said to me, before we got to the technology we are today, yeah. you could take a Dexter Wansell arrangement of Cynthia Biggs lyrics, and you could have a gold record. You could have a gold record yeah. because all the components were there. Uh-huh. They, yeah. they were the Holland Dozier in Holland, but they were in Philly International. They right. were Philly International. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and all they wanted was just the same respect. The same respect. Same no respect. more, no less. Yeah. And the same money. And they wanted the money. They yeah, wanted the money. Course, yeah. Because the mo- there were some issues with that money. There was always issues with that Philly International money. Mm-hmm. Always issues. So, mm-hmm. But they, hey, you know, when they offered you a contract, you took the contract, you signed it. And you never read it. Okay. And you never read it. Because if you read it, you wouldn't sign it. Yeah. That, was the, that was the object. That was the object. Yeah. And if you didn't sign it, there were a hundred other people, a hundred other people waiting. Right. To right. take your spot. To take your spot. No question. Yeah. Kenny Gamble. I know today there are people right now that would push you in front of a bus to go into a studio with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be a fool not to. You'd be because they can hear a hit. They can hear a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even amongst all this muck that's out here today. Uh-huh. And if you look at who they produced, they got, listen, they got there after the Jacksons left Motown mm-hmm. and they had, they were in that valley for a minute. Right. Their first gold record after Motown was with Kenny Gamble. Mm-mm. Michael Jackson, Kenny Gamble produced it before Quincy Jones ever got to oh, him. Oh, before, okay. Before he ever got to him, before he ever got to him. That was one, and somebody else went to Philly. But let me tell you who else they did. They did good by Lou Rawls. And then I remember I was at the label, and we were getting ready to release, release this Lou Rawls album. Yeah. And they said, we went to a meeting, and they said, well, hold off before you start setting stuff up. I said, why? They said, because he's trying to get a new deal. And if he don't get a new deal... They're going to toss that record out sideways. <laughs> like, what you mean? They're going to make sure he gets no airplay. And they oh, did. And man. they did. And they did. They did just that. The record died an old dog's death. It sure did. And it was a beautiful. It was a Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff, Dexter Wansell production of Lou Rawls. And you know, they made Lou Rawls. They brought Lou Rawls back from nowhere and made him tremendously successful. When he was doing those that cavalcade of UNCS stars, <laughs> him and him and Lala Falula. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember. United, uh-huh. United Negro College Front. Yeah. Kenny yes. Gamble was white hot. White yeah. hot. With, with Lou Rawls. But Lou Rawls and they fell out over the deal. Right. You know, and there it is. And you, well, you're in the business. You know if the deal, if the deal ain't sweet, they'll turn their back on you like poison ivy. That's right. One, one night I was at a club in in um, on Broadway downtown, Eighth Avenue, 
actually, uh-huh. a comedy club. And the, the, the comedian started heckling me. And he, he called me um, a Lou Rawls-looking MF. Did I cut my own hair? And I said, you'll never find. <laughs> and I got, no, I got so many laughs, more than he did. That, that was a Kenny Gamble song. That was the Kenny of course, Gamble song. Of course. Oh, yeah. what? You sure? You, you, you want to hear something funny about Lou Rawls? When I was a kid growing up in L.A., my mother's hairdresser was a lady named Miss Beale. Miss Beale was Lou Rawls' mother. <laughs> she sure was. Wow. Miss Evelyn Beale. I remember when he used to, when he was running up and back of Sam Cooke. Lou uh-huh. Rawls was running up and back of Sam. Sam Cooke was the star. Lou Rawls was the side musician. Side musician, wow. The side, yeah, he was the side musician. Lou Rawls was the, st- I mean, Lou Rawls, Sam Cooke was the star. Yes. Uh-huh. Lou, Lou Rawls was just somebody running around back. And in fact, if you listen to that last release that they had on Sam Cooke, Lou Rawls is doing the color. Is actually, you hear Lou Rawls singing it. Ah. Uh, uh. One of them old songs, absolutely. Right. But in advance, so our next time we get together, go, go find that. Either that Jerry Butler or that um, Dee Dee Sharp Dee Gamble, Sharp. Okay. okay, or or the Jones girls. Right. Talk about them Jones, them Jones girls. Them is some singing heifers. Right, they now, can sing, but they come in a bunch. Philly International had its own recording studio. They had it at four oh nine. At four oh nine. At four oh nine. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, yeah, I just absolutely. Wanted, of course, but they of would course. use other places for other things if they had to. Yeah, but uh-huh. you you want to cook in your own kitchen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they do. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Harry. I, uh, I'm going to send you, you know, what I what I do with this, and then we'll start talking about part two, all right? Got you. I got love for you. Have a good day. Th- you too. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Goodbye. All right. God mm-hmm. bless you. Bye-bye. As we said, until next time, clock time.